otherwise on SAFM. And a very good Friday to you, Mzansi, and welcome to Otherwise Talking Women on SAFM. South Africa's news and information leader. My name is Shadow Twala, the producers, Hazel Makazeni and Lance Andrews, uh, who's our technical producer for today. You may reach us on 0892102010, email otherwise at safm.co.za, tweet at otherwise safm or at Shadow Twala. Now, it is, can you believe it, the last weekend of September 2014. 89 days exactly before Christmas. And you can feel it in the air. It's also the end of Heritage Month. And Harding welcomes the joy of jazz while Cape Town offers the fringe. So there is something for everyone. But here on Otherwise, we'll look at what to expect on the small screen with Jared Orlin, TV Plus's deputy editor. And today also sees the opening of the Tri-Continental Human Rights Festival. Anita Kana, the festival director, tells us more. Sindingaba joins us to talk about style. Um, and finally, comedian Angel Campy shares some comedy for good. But before we get to all of that, our lunch bite for today is African Heritage by A1. And it's a poem. Here goes. It says, My ancestors were kings and queens and ruled their land with strength and pride. I am a queen, an African queen. This fact I do not hide. My ancestors were proud, strong and fierce. Regardless, they persevered. I am strong. I fight hard. Nothing and no one is feared. I'm the product of the struggle and the determination of the African I represent. I make them proud. I always know I can. I set goals, I aim high. My limitations fall beyond the sky. No one defines or sets boundaries for me. I strive to always be the best that I can be. My personality is strong, bold and loud. I run the thing, I lead the crowd. I will never settle for less. I know my worth, I deserve the best. You too are African. A descendant of a distant land, your ancestors were kings and queens, owners of gold and other fine things. Are you strong, fierce and proud? Do you follow or lead the crowd? Do you set goals and aim high? Do you realize your limitations fall beyond the sky? Knowing our past prepares us for the future, prepares us to fight, press and endure. Join me, persevere, I know you can. After all, you are an African. Otherwise, on SAFM. Ooh, Jared Orlin, I think we're all getting the Mail and Guardian, aren't we? (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'm hoping you're getting the TV Plus. (laughs) Well, well, this is it. Thank you so much, Jared, for your time. And thank you. I've been wanting to do do this for a long time because I didn't realize how much of a TV-loving nation we are. How big is the TV-watching population? Uh, the TV watching population in South Africa is enormous, Shadow, and it is growing all the time. A lot of people obviously talking about the generation's crisis, and that has sort of revealed how big things are. That is the biggest show in the country with an audience of just shy of 8 million people tuning in every night. Wow. So, so huge. But do we know which provinces will probably watch more than others? It depends on the channels that you're watching. So, for example, if you don't have any satellite programs, so let's say you don't have Open View or you don't have um, the StarSat, you don't have DSTV. Mm-hmm. So let's say you're restricted to SABC 1, 2, and 3 and ETV. Mm-hmm. 
the three SABC channels have various different broadcasting signal strengths. So if you've got SABC One, you can probably watch SABC One pretty much anywhere in the country. Mm-hmm. But the guys um, in various provinces around the country, I think the Northern Cape is one of them, and further up in the country, they're affected by signal issues with SABC Three. So SABC Three will have less viewers depending on where you are in the country. If you're sitting in a city centre, in Cape Town, Durban, Joburg, etc you'll probably have good signal. But as you move out into the rural areas, it's less easy to get SABC3 and SABC2. So it's not really about demographics and and uh, 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 kind of more or your programming that will attract more white people or more black people or more colored people or Indian people? Uh, it may be. Look, the, the different TV channels also are, are programming for different LSMs as well as uh, a different age group. So mm. one has to also keep that sort of thing in mind. DSTV would probably have a higher LSM depending on the package that you buy. Not everybody can afford the premium package, Mm. which is a lot more expensive than you get a compact package, which tends to put you with more channels like MTV and um, Zanti Magic. So, whereas if you buy a premium, you can get pretty much everything, which is also very nice to have. So then it means everyone needs to have the TV Plus magazine because I see here you've got... 110% yes. <laughs> yes, because I, 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 you know, going through it before I spoke to you, firstly, I love Kerry from Homeland. And oh, yeah. did you manage to talk to her? Yeah, we were really lucky. One of our writers, you know, uh, the fourth season of Homeland is currently filming in Cape Town as we speak. Um, so Claire Danes, Mandy Patinkin, who played Thor, Rupert Friend, there's a lot of the cast. If you look carefully, if you do a little stalking, you may actually find them. It's oh. not for um, Cape Town, it's standing in for, uh, I think it's Pakistan, one of the Middle Eastern countries, but they're filming in our backyard as we speak. And we had a, a major exclusive. Uh, our writer, Juanita, got uh, unprecedented access to the set as well as to the entire main cast, and we're going to be running a, a series of uh, exclusives over the next couple of issues. I'm, I'm, I'm upset that Brody died. Oh, well, yes. Uh, look, that, that was... Uh, as cliffhangers go, though, what an amazing way to end the third season, right? Exactly. And the fourth season, I am absolutely excited to watch the first episode of the fourth season, and, and the article that's in this current TV+, Plus. We've, uh, we've also got a lovely quote from the executive producer of the show who says the fourth season, because if you're wondering how the fourth season will carry on without this main character, it's a reset. So they're going to take the show back to its roots, which is this character of Carrie fighting terrorism. And is Brody coming back? Uh, I don't think so. <laughs> well, look, uh, uh, we, we didn't have access to him. He wasn't on the set. But there is a rumor that the actor who plays Brody was spotted in Cape Town. So... Uh, I'm pretty sure that uh, in a show like Homeland, it's not like Days of Our Lives, where if someone on Days of Our Lives dies, you know, they're not really dead. They'll probably pop up again and, uh, or even have a twin or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think on a show like Homeland, because it is so gritty and realistic, if you die, you're pretty much dead. So if we do see him, it would possibly be as a flashback or a dream sequence for Carrie. Now, I see that. Um, I, 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 I want, I'm, I'm just going to be very selfish and talk about the shows I like. Um, um, what we call scandal, what is called a scandal in the U.S., but we call the fixer. Oh, yes. Uh, are we getting that back pretty soon? Uh, it's not 100% confirmed for when we're going to be getting it. That fourth season, the, the actual first episode of the fourth season, and I'm sure everybody's wanting to, to sink their teeth into that show, has just started in the U.S. So for those people who like to go online and actually look and see what happened and read up, you can read up what happened in the first episode. But it's not confirmed for Mnet anytime soon. And I think that has to do with the fact, Shadow, that 
they're slotted in a lot of the drama series already from now until the end of the year. So uh-huh. if you love Grey's Anatomy, for example, at the end of October, we're going to be seeing the start of the 11th season of Grey's Anatomy, which is also just started in the U.S. Mm-hmm. And Grey's Motel, second season's coming to MNET and things like that. Um, the issue that you have in front of you of TV Plus is our, I call it very collectible. It's our quarterly preview issue. So we look at all the channels and see what's happening over the next three months. And we obviously do it four times a year. We're not affiliated with any TV channels, so yes. we can afford to be uh, completely unbiased and look at what's hot across every single spectrum. Now, why did you call it the spoiler alert issue? <laughs> we do that. Um, I love the phrase spoiler alert. We do it because we've given away quite a lot. Um, and a lot of the focus at TV Plus is on soaps. It's not exclusively on soaps, but mm-hmm. our readers love all of the soaps, whether it's the local soaps, whether it's Days and Bold and The Young and the Restless, or even some of the telenovela stuff. They, they love that. So we've dipped into the next three months on various shows. So what you have in front of you is big drama on Seven the Lawn. Um, <laughs> there's, uh, uh, there's a major paternity riddle that's coming up on Seven the Lawn. Um, how much can I give away? Will your listeners be cross with me? Well, I, I, I don't know. It's your risk, not mine. <laughs> Well, a little tease. Mm-hmm. Um, Muvango's got an interesting story coming up about... Uh, there's a bit of backstabbing and treachery going on in the uh, royal household. Uh, and on Skin Psalm, we've also previewed a really interesting story with some drama going down at the Matric Dance. So that's a youth therapy that's airing for now, I think for the next like three more days at 6.30 on SABC1. Mm-hmm. But when Generations falls off the TV schedules, which will be in the first week of October... Skin Song is going to be getting a major boost, quite a big lift. It's going to take Generations time slot at 8 p.m. So the mm. ratings on that one are probably, I predict, going to go through the roof. Mm. Now, I hear that Rajesh cheats on prayer. Yeah. I think the Isidingo fans are going to be, well, I don't know, you might not be livid, actually. I think Isidingo's had an interesting history over it. I think it's about 15 years on air. There was a period where the storylines were, for me, very a little too realistic. I want to watch a soap opera because I want escapism. So I want to be taken out of crime and corruption and politics and things like that. And I want epic romance and boardroom battles and things like that. And Isidingo wasn't doing that for quite a long time. They have a new head writer and his storylines are now uh, on air and kicking in and they're going for a lot of romance. So you've seen stuff with Lerato and Sachaba and uh, Hamilton, if you've been watching... Isidingo, there's a love triangle. There's a wedding coming up mm. in the next two months, which is going to be, I think, quite scandalous. And a lot of people are going to be, whoa, I can't believe that just happened. Uh, and Rajesh is going to start making eyes with his new PA. <laughs> and, and uh, yeah, it looks as if he is actually going to cheat on prayer. Does anyone still watch Days of Our Lives? Yes. Um, Days of Our Lives is now got a smaller viewership than The Bold and the Beautiful, and that's purely a logistical thing because of the time slot. So Days of Our Lives is airing 5 o'clock, whereas Bold is airing at 6 p.m., and a lot of people aren't home at 5 o'clock, so they're not getting to watch as much of Days as they want to, and often we get home and we need to look after the kids and we need to sort out homework and we need to sort out dinner. Mm. We don't get to watch Days as, as much as we used to, but Days uh, is actually in for a bit of a revival. What's happened today is in terms of we're, we're about three years behind, the Americans now. Um, and the storylines had dipped for a period. They had a change of head writers, and every time you have a change of head writers, things tend to get quite topsy-turvy. Mm-hmm. 
a whole bunch of actors were recently fired, and they're bringing back what I would call the real core of Days of Our Lives, which is John and Marlena, as well as Carrie and the original actor who played Austin, which is uh, Patrick Muldoon. Um, and the four of them are going to be taking up a lot of storylines from October onwards. It's amazing. John and Marlena back on Days of Our Lives. These are the people that uh, we tuned into Days of Our Lives for, and we never thought they'd come back to the show, but the show managed to bring them back. Mm, it's like us ne- never ever getting enough of Sue Ellen and, 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 and all of that in, on, on Dallas, you know. Oh, yeah, yeah. And handsome. that reboot of Dallas is uh, proving to be very popular. Mm. It's had a first season recently just ended in the U.S. Jared, do you have a life? I mean, you must you must spend your life watching television and reading all of this stuff. I, I do watch a lot of TV. Um, it, it's true. But I've always loved TV, so it was a good fit for me to be working here. I think if you want to work at a magazine like TV+, Plus, you need to have a passion for TV. Um, and I, I do watch a lot. You can't watch everything. Mm-hmm. So I'm very precious about shows that I do watch. And when I find something I watch, I'm a big fan of the binge-viewing trend. So I like to buy DVDs as well as watching local content, which you obviously can't binge view because local content isn't available mm. uh, on DVD while it's currently airing. But, for example, if I find a show that I really like, I'll wait for it to come out on DVD and then I'll sit over a weekend and I will watch maybe four or five episodes in a row. I love doing that. Well, you must then, when you come back to talk to us, I think you must tell us uh, about the, the, the things that you, you, you can do while watching TV. What to eat and you know, the kind of couch to sit on. And, you know, you'd be very useful around that. And when to get exercise so that you don't gain weight just sitting and watching TV. Yeah, that is the danger with watching too much of it. Listen, it's, it's, the t- magazine is out from when? It's, it's, uh, the magazine, the brand new issue is on sale from today and it's got a big cover line saying spoiler alert issue in Afrikaans it's the three mande fuerzco with all of this juicy stuff that I've told you about and mm-hmm. we're on sale every two weeks so this issue is hot on sale from today well hopefully I'll talk to you again in two weeks then thank you so much for your time thank you and we're going to be watching as much as and, 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 and looking at and seeing how your predictions have gone and, and what, what you thought thank you so much Jared alright thank you you take care you too. Bye bye. It is the TV Plus magazine. Wow. South Africa's best TV guides, previews, and trivia. And this one is called Spoiler Alert Issue. Look out for it. Apparently, if you're a scandal fan, and Zani's wedding woes are. Yeah, okay. I'll leave it for you to get the magazine. Coming back, we talk about the Tri Continental Human Rights Film Festival with festival director Anita Kana. Otherwise, on SAFM. The Tri-Continental Film Festival for 2014 is back in South African Opens today, uh, exclusively screening at Cinema Nouveau Theatres in Johannesburg, Rosebank Mall and Cape Town at the V&A Waterfront from today until the 6th of October. Uh, and I'm joined now by Anita Kana. Anita, hello. Thank you for talking to us. Hello. Hi. Um, congratulations, you brought it back. That's right. We're very excited about this year's lineup. Twelve amazing films. I think, as you know, we spend months and months scouring all the film festivals and talking to South African film directors and just trying to find the very best selection to bring to audiences in South Africa. And here we have it, starting um, tonight. And are, are these all South African films? No, there's four South African films, and there's eight films that are international, stories from around the world. 
but they're selected because they're particularly relevant in some way to South Africans. They're things that people are talking about, they're things that people are really concerned about, they're things that relate to campaigns or social movements that are happening in this country right now. Mm -hmm. So they're very carefully selected. Every single film is highly relevant. Okay, and and uh, are we are we able to watch the films and and engage with with the filmmakers themselves, or is it just watch and and, and go and think about it and talk to your friends about? It? Well, we've got various things going on mm. with the South African films. We've got the filmmakers coming in to the screenings and doing Q and As, and obviously the Q and As are going to be so much more than you know why did you make the film mm. and how was it making the film mm. because. You know, these are social justice documentaries, and every one of them, in some way, is appealing to people to do something about mm -hmm. the issues or the stories that are raised in the film. So, for example, you've got Jolyn Minar's film, which is unearthed about fracking in the Karoo, mm -hmm. and she's, I mean, she went on a journey herself where, you know, she always thought that fracking might be a good idea, and then when she started investigating it and finding out about cases in the in the united states she became quite alarmed and then started to look at the implications of what was going to happen in the crew when fracking starts taking place there mm. so this is a kind of an urgent film that i think every south african needs to see and if possible speak to jolyn and ask her to extrapolate because she's done a load of research she's very passionate about this and mm. i think she wants to bring it to people's attention mm. i mean if, it's, if if these films are about a call to action i think it is quite important to have those discussions and the q and a's and and possibly not even if 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 they for, for instance the one that that's uh, god loves uganda is it mm, from, that's right from the usa i think we we do have a lot of ugandans in the country who may want to engage in a, in a conversation? Actually, it's not... It's, I mean, although it's set in Uganda and it's about the controversial anti-homosexuality bill, the, the story tells us... I mean, I was just amazed when I saw this film because I knew a little bit about the background, but I didn't know the full extent of kind of far-right evangelism mm. and the impact that this kind of missionary activity has had on um, Ugandan law and on Ugandan politicians uh, and this film reveals all of that and it kind of shows that you know it's not it, it wasn't actually an issue until people started to come from outside and turn it into an issue mm. about you know, people's sexual mor morality mm. and blaming that for people's problems and I think you know because we have a high level of homophobia and we have hate crimes in South Africa and we have people here that are very concerned about certain things that are happening in terms of LGBTI rights in certain countries across the, um, the continent. I think it's a very relevant film. And we've got lawyers for human rights coming in <clears throat> to speak after that screening about some of the work that they're doing around LGBTI rights. Hmm. So where we don't have filmmakers, we've brought in other people that are engaging with the issues. Because yes. What I've all, you know, I, I watch a lot of documentaries and I go to other film festivals. And when you're moved, when you're, when something comes to your attention and you feel sort of emotionally moved by it, it's quite natural to ask, what can I do? Mm. So we've selected films that are either linked to campaigns or have some direct suggestions for audiences about what they can do if they want to get involved. So, you know, they often say, go to our website, 
the, there's another film, Dirty Wars, which is about the U.S. covert war on terror. Highly relevant at the moment. We showed it at opening night last night, and people came out feeling quite sort of shocked and needing to go off and think about what they'd just seen. Um, if you go onto the Dirty Wars website, there's a tab that says, Demar you know, press this tab and then demand a screening in your city. Mm. Because the films are very often, you know, pointing fingers at governments or at big companies, it's, it's often quite difficult to actually see them unless you come to festivals like this or unless organisations take them on and, and, sh and show them. And it's the case with Miners Shot Down, right? Yes, that's right. Absolutely the case with Miners Shot Down. And in a way, I I'm the impact producer on Miners Shot Down. Mm -hmm. I also produce the film. Um, we've had an amazing experience this year with actually just taking that film out to people. And I think what we've done is that we've proved that there is a huge hunger in South Africa for serious, thoughtful, thought-provoking documentaries mm, because mm. we've had no end of requests from people across the social spectrum who've wanted to see this film and then get involved in the justice campaign there is a website for minor shutdown right there is it's minus it's www.minorshotdown.co.za and if you go onto the website you can you can give us your email address and you'll receive regular updates on mm. what's happening with the justice campaign and and with the film Okay, so uh, you opened yesterday. I think you opened today, though, at at uh, Cinema Nouveau Theatres in in Johannesburg and Cape Town, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, last night was um, an invitation only open ah, night. Ah. Tonight we officially open the 2014 edition, which mm -hmm. is our 12th edition, mm -hmm. at Rosebank. Um, we're opening with four films: um, Crumbs, which is a South African film about bread price fixing. So from about six o'clock, you can see movies. I like the title. <laughs> yeah, no, it's really, it's, it's a, that's another very important film. It's about anti-corruption, it's about transparency, and it's about what happens when powerless, you know, small people take on the big powerful giants in society mm. because um, <clears throat> basically the, the, the main character in, in that film is very brave and courageous. And the Legal Resources Centre will be coming in and talking about that film. And then on Monday, the filmmaker will be there to do a Q&A. <clears throat> We've also got God Loves Uganda tonight at 8.15. Okay. Actually, excuse me, 8.25. Mm -hmm. Ukraine is not a brothel. It's, um, it's obviously set in Ukraine. And this is about uh, a feminist movement called For Men. Anita, please stay on the line for me. We're taking news headlines and we're back talking to you in a bit. Okay. Otherwise, on SAFM. Anita Kana is the festival director at the Tri-Continental Human Rights Film, uh, in fact, festival co-director, right, Anita? Well, yes, there's two of us. Yes. This year, there's two of us. There's Nklanka and Daba and myself. Uh -huh. We've been working together for a few years and... We're now sharing the load of the festival. Oh, fantastic. we make a good team, basically. It sounds like it. You found some good material here. That's right. I've just heard your news headlines, and I really hope that there's a documentary filmmaker in South Africa making a film about the nuclear industry. And if there is, please contact me, because I'd like to show it in the festival next year. Well, maybe you, you lobby for somebody to, to make it and be part of it. As, I yeah, I mean, be I the impact producer as well. That's right. I mean, I think those sorts of films are very important because people need, you know, the great th thing about this festival as well is that we provide a space 
for people to to watch films, to be moved, and then also to have a discussion afterwards and to raise questions and to find out who else is out there who wants to do something. Anita, I, I love the fact that you, you've brought these documentaries together and, and, and uh, uh, putting them out there to the public, but I also think that you're almost speaking to the converted or people who have an idea at your venues. Is there a way that these documentaries can be taken further than just the city centres or, or maybe taken into universities, to schools and th those kinds of things? Because these are issues that can be discussed quite in depth in, in those areas. Absolutely. The festival is important because it gets the, the, the media attention mm. on the films. Mm. So people start writing about the films and they maybe hear about them for the first time. Um, but one of the reasons why, you know, we normally run our festival for 10 days in each city. Mm -hmm. And this year we've, we've contracted it. So it's only actually a long weekend. And people need to know that because if they're aiming to go, they need to go there by Monday because it closes on Monday night. Okay. Um, and one of the reasons we've done this is because we actually want to spend, we don't get a lot of resources to run the festival. Mm. And we want to spend more of our time and resources in taking the films out and doing similar things that we've proved can be done very successfully with minor shutdown mm. and that is you know working closely with community-based organizations mm. with with you know school teachers mm. in universities mm. and actually offering these films out there as putting them to work basically saying to people listen this is a tool um, it's it can help you in what you're doing and there's such a range of subjects, and I don't want to give one example. But, um, yes, definitely. Yeah. Okay. For the rest of the year, we'll be making them available where possible. I and guess everyone will be wanting to get hold of you now. So oh. we, we would need, because you've put out uh, uh, another concern out there uh, about nuclear documentary. So are you able to give us your direct email? I can give you my email, or I can give you the TCFS website. Okay. And then contact details are on there. So okay. that's probably a better way of doing it. Okay. It's www.tcff, mm -hmm. Fantastic. We wish you all the best and thank you for doing this. We'll talk again, I'm sure, after we watch each and every one of them to have these discussions on the radio and bring in the relevant people. Absolutely. Thank and, you and so much. And some of these films are actually not, you know, they haven't been shown in Africa. They haven't been shown very much in Africa. So I'm really hoping that this is a, a way in to get films like God Loves Uganda shown more widely across the continent. Lovely. Thank you so much. So we'll give that website and hopefully tonight is a big success. Thank you very much. Thanks. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Anita Kana, TCFF Festival Director, and their website is www.tcff.org.za. That's where you will find all the information you need. Uh, Cinema Nouveau should have in Rosebank and Cape Town uh, at the waterfront or the Rosebank Mall in Johannesburg. So, you know, the, all these wonderful films that are uh, documentaries that are showing, uh, go out and support them. And most importantly, 
have a discussion about them because they're supposed to do that for you. We'll take a little break. And when we come back, Sindin Gaba, who's the owner of Style Silhouettes, offering solutions as well as providing off-the-shelf clothing of high quality in the best cuts, styles, and latest trends after this. Otherwise, on SAFM. Sindingaba, hello darling and welcome to Otherwise. Thank you, Shadow. Hello, hello to your listeners out there. Listen, style silhouettes, where did the idea come from? Shadow, style silhouette is actually a natural extension of who I am. It's actually um, a childhood dream, mm-hmm. uh, a passion that I've always had since I opened my eyes. Mm-hmm. I've always liked beautiful things. I've always liked textiles. I've always liked to be well turned out because that's all I saw when I opened my eyes. Wow, your mom was well turned out. Of course. (laughs) Everybody in the family. (laughs) So that's all I knew, to be well turned out, to be dignified. Oh, wow. And then how how did you bring the dream to fruition? I need to actually um, acknowledge a community that gets celebrated um, next month. A community of those people who have survived or conquered cancer. Mm -hmm. Because this dream has been there for as long as I know. Mm -hmm. The company was registered in 2009, but I was in corporate. Mm -hmm. However, life threw me a curveball, and I had to dig deep, very, very deep. Breathe, find the strength to move on. Mm. And I was led in the direction where I had to listen very carefully internally. And I had to bring this um, company to life. I'm a survivor of breast cancer. Mm. And after that curveball, Obviously, I could not cope any longer in cooperation. I'm in remission, by the way. And as a matter of fact, this is my celebration. Today, it's my anniversary of my mastectomy. Oh, wow. Yes. Well done, girl. Yes. So I had to do something that was um, my purpose in life to serve people and that I really have a passion for. Hmm. And, and of course, it brought you to, to the style silhouettes where you had to, as you say, you had to dig deep from within to yes. bring this company to life, but also find ways of assisting people who have not known what to do with themselves or wanted to look like somebody else when they get dressed. And you, that was your solution, right? Yes. I, I, I don't think that they had not known what to do with, with themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they just needed coaxing in the right direction because everybody has got their own style. You cannot impose style on people. Mm. Uh, personality dictates style. However, sometimes people just need guidance to really resonate with a particular style, particular silhouettes of clothing, particular color, as well as... Um, Perhaps, um, underwear we do as well. Mm, mm. Yeah, because that's the constitution of the style. And then once we've done that, we also do wardrobe analysis. But wardrobe analysis is informed by your lifestyle analysis. 
Wow, this is deep. So yeah. This is yeah. very deep. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so uh, what what I'm going to do then is I'm going to ask for your website or how people can contact you because you work, your showroom is, is your home as well, right? Yes. So I'm going to ask people, and, and you work with individuals, corporates, and, and groups of people. Yes. Lovely. So what I'm going to do, which is best for you, to, your email address? Or how else can people get hold of you? You're on Facebook as well, huh? I'm on Facebook as well. It's my email address. My email address is Cindy Ngaba. Cindy Ngaba. Cindy with Tosa. S-I-N-D-I-N-G-A-B-A at gmail.com. If you go on Facebook, you look for Style Silhouette. Ah. It's the only one. And then if you go on Instagram, you go you look for Official Style Silhouette. Official Style Silhouette. Yes. Lovely. Cindy, I'm going to come and visit because I think you and I need a bigger conversation and hopefully we will talk to you again next month for the for a bigger mastectomy conversation as well. Yes. So you're going to be a regular guest here. So thank you very much. Have a great, great anniversary and have a great weekend. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Cindy. All righty. Take Bye. care. Bye-bye. Cindy Ngaba, that's S-I-N-D-I-N-G-A-B-A at gmail.com. But Style Silhouette on Facebook, uh, on Instagram, Official Style Silhouette. Uh, big, big, big heart there, I hear. We're running out of time. I, I was just over... I was greedy about this Friday. I wanted to talk to so many people. But I'm going to talk to Angel Campy now about comedy for good. Angel's a, 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 Angel's a comedian. Charlie's Angel's Angel's Charlie's. Hello, Angel. Hello, how are you? That was so clever. Angel's Charlie's. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Finally, my silly name has paid off. <laughs> I know. Did you ever ask why you were called Angel? Oh, yes. My mother has a, a myriad of theories, but <laughs> she says she met my soul in Soul World before she fell pregnant. <laughs> wow. That's... So I don't know. My mom was a hippie, maybe. <laughs> well, enjoying the, it's not a bad hippie. concept, though, hey? It's not... No, it's very nice. And she's, and she's a very loving mom, and she believes that my soul's purpose spread laughter. So when I found comedy, she said, there you go. You're doing your purpose. Tell us well, about but... comedy for good. The Comedy for Good is a charity comedy show to benefit the Wheat Trust, which is um, an initiative where women are, who are doing different, you know, helpful things in their grassroots communities are given money by wheat. So it's, you know, literally changing women's lives. Mm-hmm. So they've created the hashtag What If Women and asked a bunch of us females in the media to take a 10,000 Rand investment and turn it into profit. So my 10,000 Rand check I've thrown into a comedy show. And this comedy show is Angels Charlie's, and it's the biggest, best comedy show of the year. Trust me. It's headlined by Nick Rabinovitz. So he's one of the Charlie's, <laughs> and he's fantastic. And um, we've also got Kakiso Mokhari, KG Mokhari, mm-hmm. and he's, he's just recently won the Comics Choice Best Breakthrough Comedian of 2014. So he's also... And then we've got Yasin Barnes, the nominee for the Best Newcomer Comics Choice. There's an absolute... Fantastic lineup, and Dale and Oliver from Retreat. We've got every kind of comedy style for people that they're looking at. Now, tell me about this. This what 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 if the ten thousand rand? Say it again, because I, I think there's an interesting concept there. Yes, it's it's well. The whole point is that wheat. What they do is they give money to women in communities. So they mm-hmm. thought that they would give money to us in the media to show how they can take you know a little seed money, which is the ten thousand rand they've given us, mm-hmm. and then we. Ex- 
expand that out into profit. And then at the end of September, it was launched in lieu of Women's Month in August. So at the end of September, we give back the 10 grand plus all the profit we've used our women's skills to, you know, multiply it into, which is really, really great so that it's giving an example of how the little seed money the charity can use with, you know, with women in grassroots communities, how they can also take that money and make a huge impact. Fantastic. That is such a wonderful idea. I think it should go mm. on throughout the year because, I mean... Exactly. It's, it's re- And it's because, you know, when you ask people to raise money for charity, everyone's always sort of digging in their heels. But when the charity actually says, we're going to give you 10,000 rand, make us money, then you say, well, how can I say no? <laughs> <laughs> well, so it's, I it's, didn't say no. You didn't say no, and I'm so glad you didn't say no because we wouldn't know about this, you know, had you said exactly. no. Exactly. So we, it's, I we, mean, and it's also been so great. The community uh, uh, of local, you know, companies and stuff have really pulled together, and so many people have sponsored prizes. I mean, Protea Hotels have sponsored the venue, which is Crystal Towers Hotel and Spa, the mm-hmm. African Pride, mm-hmm. and so that's where it is on Monday, the 29th. And they've sponsored that. That venue's worth fifteen thousand rand, but they gave it to us for free because they thought it was such a great initiative. Mm. And so there's very little people making any money except for the charity, which is why it's so great to support this because. I I hope not some side, you know, filtering it off the top government. I, I, hope, no. I just hope your room is big enough because then everyone's going to come in on Monday. Uh, well, to- I hope so. We've got 300 seats. We've already sold about 100, so there's 200 left. So we're really hoping to fill it up. Where does one buy tickets? Tickets are on quicket.co.za. Just search Angel. It'll come up, Angel's Charlie's. And they're only 100 rand. And your ticket also gets you an entry to the raffle. You can buy more raffle tickets on the night. But we've got all these donated prizes, like a night for two at Swallow Atlantic. They're near Hout Bay. That's 8,100 rand worth. So there's some really great prizes you can walk away with. Spa treatments, cases of wine, dinner vouchers, all sorts of things. So I, I just really, want, best 100 rand ever. I just want coffee with Nick Rabinovitz. Yeah. <laughs> I, know. I was thinking of auctioning off next. Yes, I think we'll <laughs> make a lot of money that way. <laughs> Thank you, Angel. Thank, Thank you, you so much, much and, and good luck. Hey, I, I think Thank it's a you. great idea, great initiative, and I hope you make loads of money. Thank you very much, and it's all for the Wheat Trust. You can check out Wheat Trust, um, wheat.org, I think, or just look up Wheat, wheat Trust. Wheat I think, yes. You've got more info than I do. <laughs> Thank you, Angel. <laughs> Have a lovely weekend. Take care, you too. So the 29th yeah. of September, 6.30 for 7, Africa Pride Crystal Towers Hotel and Spa. 100 Rand gets you in, and there's more raffle inside, and tickets are available at Quicket. That's Q U I C. K-E-T, or go to the We Trust website, www.wetrust.co.za.